It's Monday, 3rd of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Danny McGinley, co- joined by co-host Shane Lee. Now, Shane, I hear you've had an epic athletic weekend. <laughs> well, I mentioned on Friday, my son Thomas, who's only seven, wanted a, a, a sports challenge weekend, and he got that. Um, the five events were basketball one-on-one. I took him down 30 to 17, out-muscled him, mate. Didn't have the answers. Uh, I was too big and too strong <laughs> under the basket. Um, then there was table tennis with, with his no backhand. I took him down 21-19, a little bit closer than I was, would have hoped. Ooh, that's 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 a real nail-biter. And then, and then uh, as I predicted where it went pear-shaped, there was a two-kilometre cross-country. We did that down in Manly, and... Um, I just lost him. He took off. I couldn't catch him. And he was lying on the beach with his hand under his chin, watch, waiting for me to arrive. <laughs> so that's oh. Yeah, but then it started to pour, mate. So the last two events were supposed to be uh, uh, 10 times 50-metre sprints, and then it was AFL kicking, but washed out. So I am claiming victory over him today. There you go. 2-1. All right. You heard it, pundits. There's your headline. Shane Lee beats his son. Okay. Today on the show, we're talking the world game. We're talking golf, boxing, AFL, NRL, and we'll be back with the Australian Grand Prix. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. It's Afternoon Sport. I'm Danny Heath Shane. Hey, Max Verstappen has won a chaotic Australian Grand Prix, but the the good news story for us Aussies is Oscar Piastri, the uh, the, the 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 little master, the little golden child, our next great mm. white hope, scored his maiden World Championship points. Uh, admittedly, a bit of a Stephen Bradbury uh, feel to it. Um, look, a lot of people aren't really <laughs> into the motorsport, so I like to try always try and explain it through the lens of uh, Super Mario Kart. And uh, this was a bit of a bit of a chaotic end. It felt like Donut Plains Three or Rainbow. Road, if you're on the Wii, no one could get through it without crashing. Shane, very much so. The televised traffic, um, it was um, interesting. It, yeah, three crashes. Um, look, Max Verstappen uh, should have won it by a long way. It, it was only because of uh, one of the crashes towards the end brought brought him back to the field. But you're right, Oscar uh, Piastri uh, finished eighth, so he gets his first championship points. Um, but yeah, interesting race. Three. three Three crashes, as I mentioned. They had to bring in the pace vehicle all the time, uh, particularly when there was three laps to go. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton finished second, um, and Fernando um, Alonso finished third. So all in all, uh, would have been a good good one to watch with all those crashes, but uh, not great... Um not, not great technique from a lot of the guys driving out there. No, it just seemed to uh, go by the numbers, which disappointed a mm. lot of people. I'm finding that um, uh, with that Drive to Survive show, which I've got to admit I haven't seen, but a lot more people are getting invested in the characters. I had one mate pretty disappointed that Lewis Hamilton did so well, calls him bland, calls him... he's uh, <laughs> For those who've watched Ted Lasso, which I have, he's the Jamie Tart of racing. Uh, and something... Have you watched it, Shane, the, um, the Drive to Survive? I have, brilliant. Um, fantastic. What is it about Red Bull overspent on catering? So they tried to cheat the salary cap, but they claimed it was on catering. Is that something? Yeah, well, that's there's always one more than one way to skin a cat and uh, interesting. But I think the, the genius behind that series was that it took um, non-car lovers and converted them. 
um, well, at least gave me more of an understanding of what goes on and what goes on behind the scenes, which ma- which always makes sports more inter- interesting when you understand that. Absolutely, which is why mm. I'm sort of uh, nervous to watch it in case I have to add, have to add another uh, few <laughs> events to my weekend. My sports folio is quite diversified as it is. <laughs> I, I mean, it. last night when we were doing the meeting for this show, I was uh, I was a bit distracted because uh, Celtic were playing on mm. KO on BN Sports Two. Um, <laughs> it's very lovely. <laughs> (laughs) you and our producer Dan to even humour that we keep the Scottish game in there but great win by Celtic that's probably all we need to say it wasn't the the best uh, match but going on to the world game FIFA has condemned broadcasters and sponsors for not investing equivalent funds on the Women's World Cup as they did on the men's equivalent in Qatar now I I love this Uh, FIFA trying to be on the moral high ground. What is going on there? Come on, FIFA. <laughs> yeah, well, what are they talking about? Like uh, trying to pass the buck. Well, FIFA, you run the whole competition. You, you run yes. both competitions, right? <laughs> it is your business. The broadcaster is purely a service provider. They have to try and make money out of it. So it's not their responsibility to uh, to feather the nest of, of, of your business. And um, it was interesting. My, my daughter, Zara, she's in year, um, she's in year nine. She's currently doing... Um, an assignment on the sort of of gender and the pay gap in sport, um, which oh, I yeah. found this really interesting because if you look at the Women's Soccer World Cup in 2015, prize money was at 22 million Australian. 2023, this year, it's 226 million. Oh wow! And and they're so expecting we- about 80 percent of the same audience for the men's game, which I find that's a big number too. So if that's the case, and that but they're saying that um, TV rights are, are less than a billion down. Um, yeah, it's broadcasters aren't willing to pay for it um, for the women's game just yet. But it's good to see FIFA putting in that sort of prize money now. Absolutely. And, but to get to get to parity, um, they need to be by next World Cup up to six hundred million to take all the men's. That's where the men are. Oh, well, it, it looks like we're on the right track, and parity is something yeah. we should all be aiming for. However, we can't we can't rest on our laurels. Keep fighting. I really don't get, and I reckon there'd be some listeners here who are going to disagree with me, but I really don't get over the last few years with the induction of the the AFLW and the the rise of the mm. W League now called the Liberty A League. You know, there are people who still say no. I don't like watching women's sport. Why not? It's it's if you love the game, which I do, I'll watch. I'd watch you know Pelicans play football. You know, it's it's <laughs> awesome. I, I, I'm trying to think if there was one thing that I wouldn't like to watch women and do. Uh, and really, okay, I'll, I'll be honest here. This might be controversial. I don't like watching women on Dancing with the Stars. But to be fair, yeah. I don't like watching men either. Seriously, what a tedious show! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Not my favourite show. Give me maths any day. Oh, my mate. God. Yeah, we're talking about concussion coming up. So, <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's go to the golf, though. Um, Greg Norman mm. has said his live players could surround the 18th green at Augusta uh, if, one of, if one of them wins the Masters. Now, <clears throat> my favourite golf movie is, is clearly Happy Gilmore. It's the Likewise. best one. And it, it feels like... Golf is slowly turning into the WWE. I'm, I'm all for this. This is talk about drive to survive, bringing the neutrals in. If we can get a bit of uh, gang warfare in, in the Masters, I, I'm going to start watching. Yeah, well, there you go. But whatever you think of Greg Norman, whether you like him or you don't like him, he is a bit of a PR genius, and he's doing a fantastic job here, not just for the the live uh, competition and the players, but for the PGA as well. And as we know, the PGA have allowed the live players to play in, in the four majors. Um, and what he's saying is that Brooks Kepler, who is a live player, is in absolutely red-hot form and a chance of taking it out. And he said all the boys will get get around him on the 18th green if, if he's the first 
or one of them are the first live player to win um, a PGA competition. He said, we'd never want to get to this sort of rivalry with the PGA, but he said, I always thought the, the, the majors should be like Switzerland. But he said they started it, so he's going to try and he's going to try and rev it up even more. And the TV rights will go through the roof. Are the majors not run by the PGA? See, I, I was under the impression it was all run by the PGA. They are run by the PGA, but they decided for the due to the history of the game, and um, you've got to have the best players playing, so they've allowed it just for those four. Okay, now th- this is very WWE. You've got the New World Order That's coming it. in against Vince McMahon's. Dirt. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, and y- you know, with Greg Norman, uh, gratuitous nudity is only a few meters away, so it could get <laughs> even great, weirder. The great white one would. <laughs> A picture of me on the beach. Yeah. Uh, let's go to boxing. Tensions have boiled over after the 12th round bell and the battle between Anthony Joshua and Jermaine Franklin. There was a, a bit of a swipe. So the bell had gone and uh, Joshua had a bit of, look, depending on how you read it, uh, you know, he went for a coward punch on uh, Jermaine Franklin. I've reviewed the footage. It looks like he's going for a fist bump, if, if anything. Is that, would you agree? Have you had a, had a look, Shane? I have, and he, look, he he just sort of softly tapped him on the back of the head. Um, but yeah, it's, I suppose it's when you've just potentially lost the fight, you don't want to be copying that after the bell. Um, everyone reckons who watched the fight that was the best part of the, the face off after that, and <laughs> the the push and shove which resulted from from the tap on the back of the head was better than the fight itself. But look, Joshua's back. Um, he's a two time heavyweight champion. Um, he's had a couple of losses of late over the last couple of years, um, and this was a win of class. So he's back now, and um, he he'll be looking for a three time heavyweight championship. Yeah, and this kind of rivalry, look, if we're being brutally honest, boxing is struggling for relevancy with the rise yep. of UFC. Make a mountain out of this molehill. And do you remember the old Jerry Seinfeld routine, Shane, about um, what they mm-hmm. need to do at the start of every boxing match is give a reason for the fight. So have them drive around in two little <laughs> dodgem cars and then have a prang and then they come out and do fifty cuffs. It's a lot more believable. And I think they've, that's what that's the angle they're going with. I'm, I'm all for it. I love that. I haven't seen that episode. That's a cracker. Uh, stay with us because up next we're talking NRL, AFL and more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same-game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian-owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Afternoon Sports. I'm Danny McGinley. He's Shane Lee. Hey, uh, let's go to the Oval Ball, the greatest game of all, Australian rules football. Uh, Melbourne, uh, look, they, they end the end, they did it pretty easy against your Swans. I thought the Swans played some amazing football in patches, but the Ds look uh, up and about this year. They did look good, didn't they? 134 to 84, the Swans. We got back within uh, single digits, I think, in the third quarter. Um, but then, look, they're, they're midfield. Petrarca, Oliver, um, Fritz, they're unbelievable um, and opportunistic players. Um, and who was the, the, the young kid on debut? It was a Varnoy. He's yeah. kicked two goals. Um, yeah, what, what, a, what a great debut for him. And um, a pressure goal there at the end as well. But uh, Pressure? Yeah, <laughs> when I it was think, 50, <laughs> 50 points in yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, it's still, you still got to get it when you're, when you're a youngster. That's true. Um, but Buddy Franklin, to me... Um, we're just a different team when he's playing at the moment. And I think our, our players, because he's so imposing and so big, we tend to kick to him a lot and not necessarily take the best option. And 
Yeah, I don't know if Buddy's got, should be really in our starting lineup uh, moving forward. He's just a bit slow these days. Yeah, mate. Well, you know, he's such a... He's a superstar. Absolutely. It's hard to say. He's a superstar. My favourite swan to watch is Tom Papley. He's just such a little yeah, uh, yeah. mongrel, and I would love to have him on my team. Uh, hey, the Saints, though, let's they're the, they're the feel-good story at the moment. They celebrate their 150th anniversary, big uh, pompous ceremony at the MCG, and maintain their unbeaten start of the season with a three-goal win over the Bombers. They almost stuck it up, which would have been very, very St Kildary, but uh, <laughs> yeah, now they're, they're top of the table. No one was expecting this. Oh, I think I tipped them, but um, I look the 150th anniversary and an 18 point win over Eston. Who, look, mind you, they're playing pretty good footy as well, so it's a big win for them. Do you know who St Kilda play next? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, they they have uh, their traditional rivals, the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> Coming off a big win over Geelong. Yeah, I mean, Geelong now, I think this is the first time in 47 years that a team has won the premiership and then lost the first three games of the season. I think we're we're genuinely realising how important Joel Selwood was to that side. He was a super footballer, um, but I don't think one guy can make that big a difference. And um, yeah, they just seem to be slow, uh, taking the wrong option all the time. And um, they don't look quite as fit. So I don't know whether they've sort of really enjoyed that season win last year a little bit too much, but uh, there's a long way back, three, uh, zero and three. It really is, but if any team can do mm. it, it would be the Cats. And yeah. look, we've got to talk about the, the really depressing thing in the AFL right now. Um, Collingwood are good. They're scary yeah. good. They're good and they're young and they're likeable. And look, I actually love watching the Magpies play, but then they cut to their fans in the crowd and... I realise that if Collingwood are good, you're like you're up there in Sydney, Shane. You don't know if Collingwood win the flag. It's like Dawn of the Dead down here. It's just bogans attacking everywhere. Just you can't move for these feral, happy. Oh, it's terrible. We need to. I'm hoping they're just having a, a good start to the season. They'll fade away. That's that's all we can hope for. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're the team after I um, I love watching the most after the Swans, um, and it's been that it's been that way for a while for me um, for a number of reasons. I just I just love the, the characters within the side, but they've got some good footballers now. And as you, I think you said only a few weeks ago, some very likable characters, yes. which is unlike Collingwood. It's it's really tarnishing their brand. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> a couple of good local derbies too, mate, over the weekend. Um, West Coast getting it, um, losing to Frio yeah. over there. It was pretty close, I think, around the, the, the third quarter, but um, um, then Frio kicked on. And then Adelaide, beating, beating Port Adelaide, 117 to 86. I thought that was a huge win for the Crows. Yeah, no one was really expecting that. That was a uh, that was mm. a, a great win. The derbies are the showdowns uh, in Adelaide are yeah. my favourite games to watch as a neutral. That you never know who's going to win. It was a great round of of footy with some great, as you said, derbies uh, going on mm. this week. It's sort of <laughs> I, I feel sorry for the AFL um, marketing people who have to now try and sell you know West Coast versus Demons and. Bombers v GWS, oh, clash of yeah, the Kevin Sheedy Cup. Yeah, I mean, it'll still be a great round, but when you've gone from such a brilliant round of stories of Clarko yeah. against his old side, Josh Dunkley against my Bulldogs, <laughs> we won. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it'll it look footy's going to be great. But hey, let's talk about um, the other code of footy. Broncos are up and about. They are they're undefeated, aren't they? They've, after they, they smashed the Tigers, uh, but uh, yeah, are they they're undefeated, aren't they? They're undefeated, top of the competition. Uh, 46 to 12, they smoked the Tigers. The Tigers um, have a really bad um, record as well here. Five straight losses um, for the start of the season. 
They did the same last year. Oh dear! Got the wooden spoon. Now this is that this hasn't been done since the Newtown Jets, who no longer even play in the competition, lost first five games in 1968 and 1969. Oh. Um, yeah. So they're in, in real big trouble. The West Tigers. They're going from bad to worse. Wow. The good news is, mate, my um, Dragons. At least when the Swans don't win, at least the Dragons got up. So that was a, one of the red and whites. One for me on the weekend. Yep. Uh, we we beat. Comfortably, we beat the Dolphins thirty-eight to twelve. Well, everyone's um, talking about the Dolphins. I mean, this is this is, I believe, the phrase "disaster" is being uh, bandied around. So look, I've the Dolphins. Look, Shane, you know, I've been saying for years that their squad lacks depth. Is this is? Yep. But you know, that said, they're still having their best season ever. I just don't know how to read them. <laughs> well, the problem is, um, they've lost Anthony Milford as well. He, he limped off with a with a hamstring injury, so he's going to be a big loss. We always thought that the Dolphins in their first year will. Um, have to play really well and hopefully they don't have any injuries because their their squad is quite thin. So, um, but I, I want to I give a quick shout out to Makali um, Ravalawa, who's the big uh, winger for the St George Dragons, who just ran over their winger. I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> like a bus, it was like, it was like a two story bus just ran over. This. It was going to check it out on YouTube. Ravalawa's try, it was just like my god, it was like a four year old kid trying to tackle a. <laughs> Uh, bloody NFL footballer, ridiculous. Well, and uh, look, some of those rough uh, bumps might be uh, endangered. Mark Carroll has urged urged the NRL to look after retired players amid concerns about long term concussion effects. I mean, we spoke about this last week, Shane. This is this is probably going to be the story probably for the next couple of decades. What of how 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 much damage are we actually doing playing these amazing, entertaining sports? But at what cost? Yep. So what Mark Carroll is saying, uh, being a front row forward himself, and uh, he was a tough guy. Don't remember that. Um, Russell Crowe's bodyguard too. Oh I think, wow! At some stage, yeah. Um, but he's a. Um, he said every NRL uh, player should be allowed to get a PET scan um, and paid for by the NRL. He said he had a PET scan and shows that he has CT symptoms, which is the degenerative brain disease yep. associated with repeated knocks to your head. Um, and he said the reason he went and got it is a another footballer who played in the eighties and nineties, Mario Fanik who has already has early onset dementia at the age of 53. Oh and God. there was an interview with Mario and he was, he kept telling the same story two or three times. It was really sad. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm, I completely agree with uh, with Mark Carroll then. I think uh, not only should, mm. it, it, I think it should probably be mandatory for a lot of sports. I mean, even even yeah. cricket, a few, all it takes is a few, uh, you know, uh, rampant bounces to, uh, mm. and yeah, I think all, all athletes should probably, be getting this and yeah let's if it's government funded i think that that's all the better that would help wouldn't it Definitely. Um, one final thing this wasn't in the meeting but uh my whatsapp uh football group uh, round ball football's been going nuts um feel good story bolton wanderers who were almost liquidated mm-hmm. uh four years ago <laughs> overnight have won their first bit of silverware it's not a prestigious oh, wow. trophy it's called the papa john's cup Named after a pizza chain, but uh, it's good news for those (laughs) long-suffering Bolton fans. And I say congrats, Mighty Whiteys or Wanderers or whatever you're called, Bolton. (laughs) But I know (laughs) the fans are happy. (laughs) That's brilliant, mate. I went and saw uh, my first ever EPL game was Reading. Oh, wow. And their, and their chant, the champ of the crowd was, Reading, Reading, we'll kick your fucking head in. <laughs> <laughs> Very disturbing. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe or both wherever you listen. Hey, big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. 
If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.